like the development cycle for these games has become so long that it's like basically completely insane. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be impossibly huge, I imagine. So I'm just like thinking like when people get excited for this, do they get excited for the single player campaign? Because for the last because wow. for the last ten years, GTA has been mainly an online put your credit card in to buy fake credit cards yes. game. I think the I think they'll probably put less effort into the single player on this one. I could see it being a worse campaign. Maybe worse, but I don't think less effort. I think that the same amount of effort and money is going to go into it as something like Red Dead, whether that effort is going to end up with something good, because the tone, as we know, for Grand Theft Auto is all over the place. Yeah. Uh, they tried to do like a, a serious, like kind of uh, immigrant comes to America story back in 2008, and it also still had the big American titties in yeah. there. So we love know. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and very uh, interesting views on terrorism. Yeah, too, yeah, uh, exactly. At the time. Uh, and then uh, they're, they're basically just doing Michael Mann's Heat in, uh, in Grand yeah, Theft Auto Yeah, with Pi. a little bit of Sopranos in there. Heat, heat and Sopranos with yeah. having, a, having a fat gamer son that you don't want to talk to. Yeah. Big thing. Playing Ask Destroyer 4 all day uh-huh. on, the com- on the computer. Now, do you think that that is the whole name of that game, or is it a nickname like how we call everything Ask Creed? <laughs> I, I it, think it was a Call of Duty parody, Is actually, it like Assimilation but... Destroyer, and he's just oh. like calling it with his friends Ask Destroyer 4? Yeah. Maybe he was just saying that because he's like, dude, you guys are so bad, you might as well be playing Ask Destroyer 4. The uh, podcast I like just co- just did a big two-parter on GTA Five, so mm. a lot of the specifics are pretty fresh in my brain, but I could not pull that for you. Hold on. He, he I, does I, say that his sister has a massive gaper, though. That is a, one of the specifics that I heard. <laughs> I remember. All right, hold on. I am going to use the powers of my brain to remember the names of the three protagonists from. Oh, all right. Five. And now, Alex, you can tell me if I'm right because you just listened to a podcast about it. The rich guy is Michael. Yeah. The there's Trevor. Yes. And then there's one more. Which one's Trevor? Uh, Trevor's the guy in the wife beater. Okay. And then Franklin? Whoa! Oh, man, that was the one I was oh, good really job. sure about. Oh, l- listeners, my amazing mental powers truly cannot be defeated at remembering yeah. something that I, from a game I didn't play from 10 years ago. Yeah, this was an audio medium, but uh, when Nick was doing that, he had his eyes closed and he was moving things with his mind <laughs> while he was trying to remember he that. Had his, it like, helps fingers me think. to his temples. <laughs> he was chanting ohm. It just helps me think. The whole That's computer all. levitated while yeah. he was recalling that? Mm-hmm. Don't ask me to name the guy from Hayes, though. You're, I, I, that is beyond even my abilities. Can you name the guy from Hayes? Um, Mr. Hayes.
Hello everyone and welcome to Please Don't Listen to This, Your Life Depends On It, the show where we do something different every single week. And this week we took a nice little mental health walk over to Apple TV Plus to watch Severance. Oh! And uh, I think Yeah, we that sure we did go to Apple TV Plus. Well, it's yeah. crazy the stuff they've got going on. I know. They have something in a silo, there's something at the... The bottom of it or at the top of it? The, the, uh, there's, um, there's something in the silo. telling me about silo, actually. Uh-huh. What's and in it? It sounds a little bit interesting. Oh, there's people. Okay. There are people in the silo. Uh-huh. I they they live there? They live there. Do people also live outside the silo? Or is this, we is this show we like know. autobiographical? Is, is it about working at Apple? or <laughs> This one? Yeah. Severance? Yeah. Uh, maybe. You know, now that I think they about it. They could be making iPhone. Apple is, seems to be commissioning a lot of shows about living under an oppressive regime. Now, are they just... Mm. Like they're preparing us. Are they like? Are they like? <laughs> this is normal now. Are they looking at the direction the wind is blowing, or are they telling on themselves? What do you think? They started cool. a fan up, and they're blowing the wind in that direction. Yeah, because <laughs> what they they have severance. They have uh, Ted Lasso is just a distraction. For yeah, them, yeah. Sever exactly. all of well, us. no, that's about living in England. Oh fuck! <laughs> that is Isn't a dy- it? it is a dystopia. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I think it is it's about I- being really nice. I think that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Seth has resisted the urge to pull out their phone and Google search Ted Lasso England, which means I have to do it. No, I'm not doing it. No, I totally glazed over that because it did not interest (laughs) me at all. He's a a soccer coach. He's really nice. Uh, They have conversations about... Or maybe he's not a soccer coach. I think that's the the premise. They have conversations about wellness and being a good person to other people. They all kiss each other. And trauma? I don't know. Maybe? My grandmother really likes it. She just watched it. You can tell how much we love Apple TV Plus on this show. Um, we just listed their two shows. Yes. <laughs> we went for three. We went, we definitely went for three. They also paid millions of dollars for Killers of the Flower Moon, so I will oh, give well. them that. Mm-hmm. They put it in the theater. Mm-hmm. So I don't yes, know happy about subscribe. that. They, they stole... Got, um, they they also... They, their production logo was in front of Napoleon, too. Really? Yeah. I didn't they, hear they, about that being an Apple thing. But maybe they, they just be. distributed it. Yeah, maybe. There's, pro- there's another big one they paid for that's like pretty recent, I want to say. Oh. They did get um, Cartoon Saloon. I don't know if you guys Ooh. even know this. They, they did um, The Secret of Kells anime movie. They did mm-hmm. uh, Song of the Sea. I'll stop you when you, you, uh, you, you, you recognize something. But they're, they're like an Irish studio, and they do some really cool oh. stuff. And mm-hmm. they their latest movie got stuck on Apple and never came off of it. And it annoyed me enough that I did pay for one month of wow. Apple mm. TV+. Plus. Or Apple maybe it was a trial. Giver. Yeah. <laughs> but I have here... Some valued workers, some valued uh, innies, as it were, uh, <laughs> here at the uh, the Severed Department of Lumen. Uh, I have Goat Milker Alex. Hello. Uh, oh, I don't have a really punchy joke. Bye. Uh, goat. No? Nothing, nothing about that? Uh, no, I don't think I saw that part. Mm-hmm. I have a Bloody Battle Depictor, Seb. Yeah, that's me. Um, make sure you stay away from uh, the other departments because they will disembowel you. Mm-hmm. And I'm your host, Number Vibe Checker, Nick. Wow. Number Vibe Checker. Uh, now, the, my two co-hosts here uh, have something that I do not have, which is the experience of actually working in an office. Now, this is not the 2000s uh, where the main... Uh, thing about being in an office is like the can still considered to be the main job people have right it was more so in the 90s and then it kind of wanes and wanes and wanes as time goes on though i think a lot of people including some of our listeners may not work in offices or have ever worked in an office wow. so 
On behalf of them and on behalf of Cam, who also sent in one question, uh, I would like to ask you guys, uh, you know, for someone who has basically only learned about offices from having to go to them to get things done, uh, what what the the office life and culture is like. And uh, I've got some questions here for you that you're free to answer. I do not want the specific minutiae about about literally the the exact thing that is happening. Well, okay. good, because I cannot give you the oh, minutia okay. of the exact yeah. thing that's happening. We have All a right. severed experience in real life, so. All right, question number one. What are the consequences if you just literally do not do your work? Um, so that depends Nothing. whether you're on probation or not. That's what I, that's yeah. kind of what I was looking yeah. for. Uh, <laughs> do they put you on probation if they don't? If you don't no, do probation is only for the for six months that you're there, and then you're impossible to fire unless you fall asleep. Okay. That's actually remarkably similar to They take you to, to a job. wellness center if you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's if you fall asleep or if you like blatantly disregard security shit, like literally selling things to Russia or something. Mm. There's a good episode or of King of the Hill about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great one. That's one of my favorites. Mm. Um, that's that answers a big one already because uh, I have only ever been in a job where there's a direct in and out of like, you need to do this because someone asked for it, right? Like, sounds uh, like a good job. Either, either, a, either a customer or a person I am taking care of in some way. Mm. So that there's like a direct response. And now I know a lot of offices are doing things for, for example, clients. If you work at a design firm or something like that, you have a client that you're taking care of. So you're still in a way doing a service for someone directly. We have the customer, the customer. The so, customer. so the, the we have yeah. one. Yeah, one. We the the, the, the one who, who pays. A, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so this one comes from Cam. What is the lunch situation? Now, he what he said was uh, specifically, what stops you from eating your lunch the second you go into work? There's no rule about that. <laughs> no. You can do it. You can do it. Like some, some people <laughs> will be like, what are you doing? When <laughs> it's lunch. Yeah. Is so, so discipline is what stops you from eating your lunch the yeah. second. I, I took lunch early yesterday. Mm-hmm. And by now, early, was, it was about 15 minutes early. Okay, so it wasn't like a 10.30 lunch. I could do it. Uh-huh. Yeah, but. I get hungry around 10.30. Sometimes I'm like, uh, what would stop me from eating my lunch right now? Now, at my job, theoretically, I could eat my... There's no assigned time for lunch. I they just don't tend, kill you. I just, you no, I just tend to eat when uh, the guy I take care of does as a nice, neat thing. He is on a schedule that he wants. If he was like... Hey, can I eat now? There's nothing. I want to eat lunch at doing. 8 a.m. You yeah. also so, uh, that has literally happened to me at my job before. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and um, uh, but then when I you know working service stuff or working at the retirement home, it's like I can't sit down to eat because I'm like on my feet all the time. You're yeah yeah. You're making sure everyone else eats. Yes, as part of your job. There, yeah. there were a couple times I like I fucking almost cried at my first job because it was a restaurant job and we, it was just so busy. I had to feed, it was me and another guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was cooking and I was front. Um, and even though it wasn't like I was like directly serving them or anything like that, I did work the cash cash register and make their sandwiches. So and when stuff. we but, want lunch at 8 a.m., mm-hmm. it's yeah. someone else's job to make sure that happens. Okay. All right. Now, uh, I talked to Emily about this. So this is one of the questions I asked Emily as well. Uh, and she said that uh, if 
if it was a particularly bad day at the office, she would get in and eat lunch. And then when people were like, oh, hey, we're going to lunch, she would still go out and eat with yeah. them as well. Double meal. The, the double lunch situation. Yeah. She said that uh, because Fourth of the mind-numbing boredom that comes with working in an office, mm. uh, eating is one of the only like tiny joys that you get. Staring yeah, at the computer. Which it's, uh, it ends up being bad for me because the um, little 24-hour convenience like self-serve thing. Uh-huh has it's like almost all candy bars and chips uh-huh and then i just walk over there it's like two steps from where we're, we're gonna sit. get you on meal prepping so you have like good cooked food oh with oh you. i made um pre-made salads this week does that is that like something you look forward to is it good yeah it's a caprese salad good it's very good all right that's the that's the, the thing because like the little having to like so much of like what of movies or books or TV shows or whatever about being in an office is like, oh, I need to have this uh, tiny joy uh, that I can look forward to so I don't kill myself. Mm. Uh, and uh, that that is why part of why I ask questions about the lunch situation. I'm sure that this will work out. Um, next question. Do you have to bring your own office supplies? Uh, no. is, this like, is this like the underfunded teachers in America where you have to bring that shit? They have a place where you could obtain them. Do you need to fill out some kind of form? Or can you just uh, walk no. up and it get It depends. Them? They have things that are grab and go. Most of the, like, if you wanted a notebook or something bigger than pens, erasers, uh, rubber bands, and paper clips, you mm-hmm. do need to fill out a form, and then they bill it to your department. Uh, okay. But you could abuse that. I don't, I don't know who just checked. If you, if you walked yeah. up and things. grabbed a pen and said, I'm taking a pen, would people, like, be no, annoyed no, you, about you that? No, you can take a pen. No, you can take as many pens have, as you want. They have, like... Bins of pens, if you did that with highlighters, people and... might get mad at you. Okay, okay. I was wondering what the threshold is for something that is like 50 cents instead of so five yeah. cents. Every, like what? every single notebook I own is from work, uh-huh. pretty much. Yeah. So I, I do this a lot because I will need one for work, but then I will usually be writing something like a grocery list or... Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know, something else on it. And so I will take it home with me and then I will leave it here. Yes. So when I go to work next and I need to write something down, <laughs> okay, I, to I have to go get another yeah. notebook. All right, um, all right. When, when I started, they were, um, they still had little baggies of like just starting office supplies, like a um, tape. Your starter kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your starter kit. So it was like um, tape dispenser. Yeah, the whole dispenser. Stapler. Yeah. Um, some pens scissors, and pencils, I think we're in scissors there. Scissors and a ruler. And ruler. the ruler was I, a mm-hmm. shitty wooden uh, yeah, charter ruler. I fucking ruler. threw that shit out. Okay. Was, so when, when I was in electrical, I had to use a ruler a lot just to, you know, cross things out. What? And it, it gave me fucking splinters. I went out and got a plastic one. All right. I got I got another one. I did that. So this you can is, steal office supplies. This yes. is actually very helpful. I, I, uh, I, at first I was like, oh, I'm just going to come up with all joke questions. And I'm like, no, I actually do have some yeah. things I want to know. I would never buy a pen. Yes. No. Yes. That makes I sense I just to pick me. them up because I move around a lot. I just like collect pens as I go. People yeah. just leave them behind. Basically, any office supplies I don't think I would buy. Mm, no. Yes. Okay. Where does all the fucking paperwork go? Unless you guys are at a totally paperless office. I, we are it's mostly... either in my drawer or in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, so the, okay, it, I don't de- file paperwork. Yes, all right. If it, that's it, what you're, it depends that's on not the really paper. What I'm okay. All right. Uh, so at my job, right, uh, there is a shitload of paperwork, um, forms that we have to fill out for various things, for things that we have to keep in, in binders that contain actual important information. But those get changed out every year, so this stuff will get stored in books so that somebody can go back and reference it if they're making a new case or something like that. But there's also the stuff that just gets shredded. You know, like yeah. tons and tons of stuff that gets shredded. 
So I want to know if there's like a giant vault somewhere with tons and tons of filing cabinets, or if it just literally all goes in the garbage and it's for no reason. So there are several places. Computer. All right. Yeah, it goes in computer. Most of it goes in computer. It's definitely not the uh, scene from Monsters, Inc. where uh, Mike is talking about all the paperwork he has to do. Yes. Uh, It's also not the scene from SpongeBob where he's trying to find his name. Okay. No. Um, if you need to get rid of certain types of paperwork, there are bins that go get burned. Um, yeah, and it's like shredding except cooler, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, more safer. Um, and then I have just seen boxes and boxes. You know where um, in, in Dean's where group? Boxes are. Yeah, you know in Dean's group at the table where there were just like boxes and fucking boxes of drawings. Back yeah, there. I think that that's, yeah, that it's the kind of paperwork that... You put in a corner and you never ever need. It's not yeah. like it's not filed. It's just it it's is just garbage, but they don't throw it out. Yeah, it, it, like there's just drawers and drawers of it in some places. And once in a while, they'll be like, "All right, we're doing an audit," and then yeah. all the supervisors go and like scramble. I think it, it depends on what you do, but yeah, yeah. that's some gotta people be a, deal. That's gotta be a uh, an office to office. Like some people situation. deal more with paper, but uh, yeah, we don't do too I, much actual I've paper. Basically, never written a form yeah. out or filled a form not out since the pandemic. Before the pandemic, we printed out stuff more. Mm. Okay, uh, is somebody? actually like looking at you to to try and like keep you from you know talking too much to your coworkers and stuff like that no, no. is this it's it they respect you as an adult and there's no hall monitor well, bullshit i would never talk to my coworkers, so <laughs> okay. got the wrong guy about that one. I, right. I talk to my coworkers, um but uh, i would rather die than talk to anyone <laughs> at work um there are some supervisors that are um like sticklers about it uh most of them are just a like piece of shit then maybe. Yeah, most of them don't get two on your case unless you're doing it literally all day. Okay. Yeah. So it's a fake job. So yes. anything that you can think of that would be uh, normal at any other job doesn't really. Apply. Oh, okay. Okay. That, all right. That that's helpful to me. Um. Okay. Uh. What is the actual correct response to how was your weekend? Do people actually want to know or what? No. I, you can just say okay. Uh, I did this to Seb earlier. (laughs) See. It's okay. It's good. Yeah. It's good. At my job, people are often trying to actually find out about each other's personal lives. No, you don't want that. Because you want camaraderie in the situation that you're You're building. You're a team. Yes. Uh, Sometimes I'll give a a more elaborate answer. I'll be like, it was good. I saw my family. Yeah. See, I would never get that far with anyone I were. I I would not even want to broach the subject. Mm Mm-hmm. You're worried you might get invited to a wedding? No. I like to not feel like I'm in prison. Mm, Oh, that leads me to my next question, actually. Do you feel like you're in prison? Uh, How do you not kill yourself in the front lobby? In the what? In the front lobby. What front lobby? Well, all the... Okay, Okay. no front lobby. There you go. That answers my question. Unfortunately, the elevators don't have a good beam. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then my next question. How do you not kill yourself in the bathroom? They're usually full. So it would be hard to it would be hard oh. to get away with it. My, That's a good tactic. Wow, our bathroom isn't. It, it depends on the time of day. Uh huh. So if there I was always to, in the men's bathroom. So what's what's the etiquette on killing yourself in the bathroom? You don't die on EV property. Oh, okay. So they just ban killing yourself. It's on like the property, Disney World, yeah. and that works. Yeah, like yeah. you'll, oh, they you'll be you dead, dead, but they, yeah. they, they won't pronounce you dead they, until you're. They off have the a property. trebuchet and they fling you over the fence. <laughs> yeah, fling you out of the river. All right, my last question. Um, how do you not kill yourself at your desk? <laughs> I have a lot of fidget toys. Okay. 
Uh, actually, think... my Jake just got me like he had an extra, I guess, from a Kickstarter he did, and he gave uh-huh. it to me. And it's this little orb that spins, and it's got like a swirly in it. And it's, it's a fushigi ball. It, it's called a mesmer globe, um, and I like it very much. All right, hey, these are good answers. What do you got, Alex? I think if I wanted to, there are enough cords behind where my computer plugs in <laughs> oh, yeah. that I could probably bite one and die. So what? Is, <laughs> so See, the thing is, I didn't ask how really, do you do it. Oh, asked, all right. How, well, how I've, been, you, I've given this a lot of thought. How do you so. not do it? How, like, what is stuff? Do you need what help? Do we, do we need an intervention? <laughs> We're going to get him some clay. Um do you, nope, you no like answer. A, all right, all right. I could give you a cube. You know, I never really uh, thought about why not. <laughs> do you need some fidget toys? No. I don't know if that works for everyone. Uh, try, every time I give somebody my, my fidget worry, cube, yeah. they really love it. Right. They're like, I'll be, wow. in the, I'll be in the office tomorrow. I'll let you know. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I'll give you a cube. We will be back with more talk about... Uh, riveting office strategies and by that I mean the show Severance Corporate Synergy Corporate Synergy We're all a team The Tenets of Cure Read the manual We've mm. got a little tote bag and You just let manual. yourself be miserable at work don't you? What do you mean? Every time you find yourself here, it's because you chose to come back. Hello, my name is Mark S. And I have, of my own free accord, elected to undergo the procedure known as severance. I give consent to sever my memories between my work life and my personal life. I acknowledge that once the procedure is complete, I will be unable to access my personal memories whilst on the severed floor. Say gratitude. Nor will I retain work memories. Hey. Sorry, when I return home at the end of the day. I make these statements freely. Hi, kids. What's for dinner? We warned you. About the greeting? You were kidding. We hate it. How many reasons did we come up with? Eight. Good morning. Hi, Mr. Milchak. Mark, could I have a word? Petey is no longer with this company. I'm sorry, Mark. You guys are one of my favorite office friendships. What happened? We'd love to tell you, but unfortunately, non-disclosure policy forbids. I confer upon you the advanced role of department chief. Congratulations. A handshake is available upon request. Thank you. May I have a handshake? Do I know you? My name's Petey. I'm from work. So, we're friends? I'm your best friend. Nothing is what they say. I used to think it would take a monster to put someone in a place like that office. Especially if the person was himself. If you want to know what's going on down there, you'll find the beginning of a very long answer. What's happening?
What is it we actually do here? It's important your eyes be kind. Do you know how to make your eyes kind? Thirty yeah. over thirty. I'm sixty. <laughs> well, thirty, o- 30 over thirty is just one. Yeah. Right? Okay. Wah. <laughs> you um, should. Me want that. bye Bob. <laughs> that is an excellent transition. Drink your beer, baby. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. To please don't listen to this. Your life depends on the show where we do something different every single week. I would like to have our little community segment here instead of at the end of the what? show. Because we got an email. Yes, we did. We what? got an email. Um, I have been yelling for a while to to for people say. You know, people uh, at me and they say, you should invent a hammer with a camera inside. And I'm like, please email me that I don't, I'm not going to read off what you say on the show unless you email me. I'm taking that idea. So (laughs) have you not seen that? that No, I haven't. (laughs) Somebody like Elon must pose some dipshit thing. And one of the fucking paid Twitter blue boosted replies is you should invent a hammer with a camera inside. (laughs) That's really. I should have run this up at the beginning. Like I feel like this is totally going to dominate our conversation now. I've been thinking about it all day. Fuck, dude. I'm trying to imagine what what the purpose is. Like, it's what so you want you want to So you can no, see the... the things you're hammering. Yeah. yeah so why would you want to see the things you're hammering? Well, it's better sure than not seeing them. them. Yeah. It instantly. And it was a hammer. The camera was inside something. It's a really strong camera. <laughs> the camera's really good. What did this guy think was going to happen? I'm going to film the next Hobbit movie on my hammer camera. Mm. <laughs> We're going to see eight, X hammer eight, on My 8K shelf. red IMAX close up, ha- close hammer up, camera. Close-up sword forging. <laughs> close-up of nail getting hammered. So this one comes to us from Jaden Mack, uh, who says... Hello, Hoju and non-Hoju people, which is, of course, the stupid name I go by when I uh, play go to play Hoju fighting games. Junior. Yes, that's right. The kids can call me Hoju. Um, I've had a semi-strong Steely Dan ad- addiction for over a year now, and it's just damn good music. I don't know if y'all are jazz rock folks, but every single album they put out was fantastic. How Please old start- is this guy? Uh, 40? No. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things that makes this so interesting. He's on the young side. Wow. So your co- friends and coworkers, like outside of the podcast, always suggest jazz? Why is that? What, do I just, do I attract jazz guys? I think I so. Guess so. <laughs> it doesn't permeate you, Fuck. though. No, it does not. I don't do this in my free time at all. Do I just seem like that? Yeah. All I right. So. Well. Jazzy Nick. So... Uh, please start somewhere from the Royal Scam and uh, move either later in the discography to Aja uh, slash Gaucho if you like the jazz parts or further back to Katie Lied Countdown to XD if you like the rock parts. Shit goes hard. Happy to spread the Steely Dan gospel. So 
he gave us basically a choose your own adventure. Like, please start wow. at, at the beginning and then pick either a jazz yeah. one or a rock one afterwards. I would never go backwards in someone's discography. I would probably but... also not want to do that. Also, I want to it's listen an interesting to, idea. I want to listen to Aja anyway because okay. I have heard people like that. It's Asia. It it's is. A, it's a continent. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit goes hard. Happy to spread the Steely Dan gospel. Miggity Mac, which is his stupid name that we wow, use as a tournament. Okay. So, um, yes. so he's not 45? No. <laughs> This thank is you bad so, music so Thank hard, you so much for this but. suggestion. And because we are low on suggestions, we will be doing this shit literally next week. Yeah. So um, I have it on good authority to the that list um, send one email. Front of the show, Bink will be sending us something to do very soon. Right. So I think we we might uh, maybe do a guest miss. If you can get those uh, other guys oh to email you. God. I don't think we should do that. I don't. I, I like. I feel like we should stockpile ideas while we can. We don't have Unless there's something interest. that needs to be done for... Uh, Send us Unless an it's email. something that needs it to be done for to make uh, it's sewing an ornament. Oh man! All right. No. <laughs> I want to do that. <laughs> it's small. It uh-huh. Please don't cast at gmail.com. Big It's gonna be boring as fuck to talk about. Cast at no, gmail. it'll be cute. Com. We've done making props. Yeah. Send us an email. And All right. We will discuss topic. this at another at another time. Um. Thank you so much, Biggie Mac, for that. Uh, for that email and. Uh, this week, we watched Severance. Now, Seb, this is kind of an atypical suggestion from you. Yeah. This is not normally the kind of thing that you uh, put forward, and I want to know what the uh, story was behind you like really getting into it. Um, so I turned off my watch history in YouTube, uh-huh. as I explained um, in a previous episode two weeks ago. You, got you the have procedure. been watching a lot of YouTube. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we, it was before we came back in from the break, but Seb mentioned like eight YouTube videos they had just watched. No, they've been like <laughs> okay. A bunch of them were like a few weeks ago. Okay, all right. Um, or they had just been sitting in my watch list. Doesn't seem but... like it's caused you to watch less YouTube, but I don't know. No, it has. Okay. Okay. Because, right. like, as I explained a couple of weeks ago, I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and not really watching anything that I wanted to watch. Okay. And it also messed up my algorithm, so I was getting like fucking sheep birthing videos. And oh yeah. Propaganda. We, did and this shit. make the podcast last week? I, I think feel we as though I cut it out. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. But yeah, so I turned off my watch history, so now I have less to watch on YouTube that shows up. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can watch something that's actually like. Uh, something good. that's written something yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly something with writers yeah something that makes me enjoy my time um mm. so i go on alex's plex and i'm like i'm gonna Shout watch a to show i'm gonna watch something that will make me hip with the kids like i can talk to people about it instead of i watched a video on youtube you can talk to it talk about it on the uh water cooler at work yeah um Actually, uh, the day after I finished binging this, I went to work and somebody in the hallway, I heard them talking about the show. Wow. <laughs> they were humming um, the theme song. But, it uh, really kind of shows how they kind of fumbled the ball on this one, not being able to, to get more of it made because people have been talking about it for the entire two years since the it the first season. No, there's a season Apple. two coming. They started uh, production on it. Yeah, but there was, there was a ton of... I was reading a... Uh, about all the production problems they had that mm. apparently every episode went like 20 million dollars over budget uh and also the oh. two showrunners hate each other they can afford which it. is uh mm. that this is all hearsay i don't work on the show yeah uh, i had that part of my brain surgery yeah removed. if if you fucking did yeah. buddy well yeah exactly. what a way to hold out well, on us. as you know from the timely nature that this show comes out because of my real job uh <laughs> then we uh we all know how good i would be at putting out yeah. the second season working on, on severance is hard so. if it would have if, if i had been there it would have gone down different that's mm-hmm. what i'm saying 
Okay. I was on that plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I uh, I went on the Plex and I saw that um, Severance was on it. And I said, wow, ever since Cam mentioned that on the podcast, like when it came out, like over a year ago, um, it sounded really interesting to me. And I'd been thinking about it since then. Like, maybe I should try to watch that. Maybe I should try to watch that. Um, so I clicked on it and immediately I like binged like ha- half of binged. it. Yeah, I, I watched. Binger. Okay, so I watched like three episodes one night and then the next epi- the next day I watched the rest of it, which was six more episodes. Mm, that's a lot out. Um, Oops. Out of nine. Mm-hmm. That's um, a lot of YouTube. That's a lot of YouTube. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I really liked it. I kept thinking about it. I'm still thinking about it. I really like the show. So I wanted to talk about it with people. And I know um, Cam had watched it and you'd watched it, Nick. But it was I had a only while seen ago. the first couple of episodes. Oh, okay. And I right. had watched them with Cam who because I had not wanted to do Apple TV Plus myself, even mm. though I enjoyed the show. Mm. And I kept thinking about it after uh, that like for initial... Uh, date so things that i remembered as happening at the end of the show were actually in the middle because i didn't watch the whole thing oh okay (laughs) um and then alex had not seen it so i was just like let's watch it um so yeah all right yeah so this show apple to watch this show this uh this show is directed by ben stiller uh interestingly shocking Um, i was i was astounded when i saw the credits yeah um uh starring adam scott and uh, it is follows the basic premise, if you don't know, of... Uh, or if you remove the part of your brain. If you remove you... the part of the brain that allows you to know. So um, the main characters in this show have undergone a procedure called severance, where when they enter work, their, uh, their outside brain shuts off and their work brain starts. And they, don't, they are separate people, essentially, living in the same body. One of them is trapped at work. Yes. They, uh, this is really interesting if you did not know the premise and you watched the first episode they set up kind of an interesting mystery for you almost by uh showing you heli uh first day on the job attempting to leave and finding herself back there every time Mm. but if you know what's going on already it's very funny that scene because Mm. the her audi is just oh which is of course what they call the outside personality i have to they They use belly button rules they they have a very funny scene in the show where two uh uh, like talking heads on a news show are dis- are using a bunch of other terms that are not those two yeah. to try and describe the severance problem as they call it. Yeah, and you could tell that's like was like probably a real conversation in the writers' room absolutely. about like oh what do we fucking do with yeah. this? How do we yeah. how do we describe this without sounding insane in our own show? <laughs> um, so the general idea is the uh, the trials of these people who have had these parts of their lives separated from each other. And what that means for both their work life and their home life, while getting into what kind of company would want to do this to people. Yeah, there's a lot of intrigue about what mm-hmm. the work that they even do is. Yeah. So, if you wanted this to be a the pre- from the premise alone, if you wanted this to be a more personal story, not about a wider mi- mi- uh, puzzle box type conspiracy. mystery, but more about like what does it mean to have like your personality start from scratch but you're only working mm-hmm. you're like, a baby but your job is your life yes mm-hmm. um there is there is a, a whole story's worth of potential there but this is more focused around like what kind of company would want to do that to people and how they what, make all this y- work yeah how they make all this work <laughs> what uh what are the logistics of it what are the goals and what kind of person would agree to have this done to them yeah, and why and why and how yes 
Yeah. Yes. Um, so um, how far did there, each of you get? Interviewer's uh, questions. I finished episode six. Okay. Um, I, but I know what happens the rest of it, so... I yeah, no I don't want to talk... To, I think I watched five, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay. I have I, to figure out I, because I watched them all at once. Remember the specific plot point I I ended off on. Okay, which That's was... Which, the, so are we going... Yeah, yes. can I spoil this? Because it is a big you thing. Should, you yeah. should uh, go on the computer and watch Severance. It is mm. a good television it's show. It's free on the computer. And we yeah. are about to talk... And it's also been two years since it came out, and we are going to talk about... Uh, spoilers up to episode yeah, six. I'd or say whatever. probably mid series. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember which one I let ended up. Um, but we are going. We're definitely going to get into it because you cannot just be vague with this. We're going to need to, to go a little more in depth. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about the story yes. of the show. Uh, yeah. So what was the plot point you ended up? So on? yeah, uh, the um, main girl who we follow like tries to hang herself in the elevator. Oh, hell, oh, like hell, that's that was the big cliffhanger okay. towards the end of that one. All right. Um, but I caught I caught the cold open of the next episode, so I know that she's alive at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I didn't have time to watch the rest of that episode, so I don't that know what happens what I after that. I thought was the ending okay. of the show previously because <laughs> Good, okay. that's where no, I left it's off. not. Um, there's <laughs> yeah. there's some even yeah. I think that's six, twists. but I'm not yeah. or five. I don't remember. It's four into five, I think. Okay. Um, so okay. so I would like to not talk about anything later because I do like this show. Okay. Right. If we can, yeah, I, I apologize. I, I can get up and leave the room too, if we want. No, if no, you guys I, want to break it's it down, all right? Uh, I like I, I brought up the fucking baby goats, and I apologize now because I thought you would see that already. It's that I, I yeah, feel like I'm almost. Is that like seven or eight? No, no, that's that's like seven? right afterwards. That's if oh, that's, that's right at the end of the six? episode that Alex had started. Okay, mm. because I watched this all at once, it all kind of blends together mm. for me. The uh-huh. Dangers of binging. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. And I know, uh, Alex, you might have wanted to uh, have like a tight five on, on binging. <laughs> well, that, that specific episode really gave me some thoughts because uh, it's just a, a pet peeve I have in general of TV made for streaming is that it's all just to get you to click on to next episode. Yeah, it's cliffhanger. A lot of the pacing of the episodes, uh, this show is pretty good about it, but a lot of like the drags- released week to week. So not as opposed to just the whole season. A lot of the drags of Netflix are like, nothing will happen the entire episode and then something shocking happens. Yeah. So you have to click the next one. And then they will usually undercut that because they need to get back to some sort of status quo. So it's never as shocking as it seems in the last moments of the previous episode. Yeah. And that that kind of stuff always kind of gets my goat. I don't even know. That, that, that's a joke about this show, but I haven't gotten that far yet. Um, <laughs> you haven't gotten to the goat for it to get your goat. Um, but I, I think this show does a good job with that. There are, were a couple like moments where I was compelled to keep watching, but I, it didn't feel too exploitative. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it can be really fucking transparent. And I just long for kind of the era of not even like, even like in early prestige TV, they didn't do this as much, I feel right. like. Well, because the expectation was that it was going to air on television. Yeah. Um, the worst thing I watched that did this shit was Mike Flanagan's Haunting of Hill House, which did a, which was incredibly slow paced as a horror thing is wont to do, and then had like one big supernatural American thing. American horror happen. story does that too. One big supernatural really bad, thing would so. happen at the end of a forty minute episode or whatever. Yep. And then the next episode you're back to the dread. But I feel like that kind of pacing can work for a movie where you constantly escalate, but to keep it up for 10 hours of television or whatever, is it just does not work for me. Yeah, I just think, I think streaming has done more to television pacing than we even realize yet, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we um, haven't truly felt the effects of the way that this new model of consumption has no, like, I think we've, changed stories. We've seen a good amount of it already. Um, 
in uh, in one of my other YouTube video essays, oh, no um, Sarah Zed, um, she um, did a whole video about um, Netflix and and binge binge watching and how that's changed our landscape of everything and how we like things don't stay in the cultural consciousness for as long as they used to because they're over like as soon as they drop i think a lot of companies have started releasing things week by week more often instead of dropping them i think it's all at once uh, recently we did on my last episode we talked about old and bad tv generally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but that Kind of the genesis of that was enjoying cable and, you know, having a little bit of nostalgia for that. But also it is it, it is such a different kind of television, mm. even mm-hmm. just like 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They would have cliffhangers, but it wouldn't be every episode. Or it's like just a completely serialized thing and they need to resolve the story. It's yeah. not yeah. it's not a continuous narrative or anything like they need to have yeah, self-contained. a there beginning, was, a middle and an end in an episode. There were definitely pieces of the J.J. Uh, Abrams lost style puzzle box thing going yeah. on here, which I saw a lot of when I was watching Alias oh, uh, yeah. for, for the other week's TV episode. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to get that out because anytime I watch a streaming show, it's always kind of in the top of my head how like you can pinpoint the last minute of an episode just based on the way that the plot is going. <laughs> and it's always like, ooh, gotta gotta tune in. Um, what did you think of the show Severance, Alex? Uh, I, I've enjoyed this. Um, I think, I don't know if we got it on mic, but um, Cam described the premise of this show to us, I think. Mm-hmm. And I had heard the name Severance and I thought it was about Adam Scott getting fired from his job for like two years, probably. <laughs> <laughs> and then Cam was like, no, that's not what it's about. Here's yeah. what it's about. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do think the premise of this show is really good. Yeah. Like, I think that's like, it's, it's a really concise pitch and I think it's like a super good idea. So it, like that in general, is in, was interesting to me enough to want to check this out. Yeah. Um, and I think they do a good job with it. I, I like Adam Scott. I always thought he was super funny. I like him on podcasts and stuff. Yeah, and he does such a, like, good, serious role in this, too. Yeah. I, and and I, there's, I, there's something about The Office that can be absurdist yeah. and, and funny in that way, but it's really mostly a serious role. Yeah, and I think it's, like, it's good that... There's more, there are more streaming networks and, uh, you know, TV roles and stuff for people who have done comedy stuff primarily. Because right. I, I love it when a character, you know, like funny comedy stand-up guy or, you know, a sketch show guy can like break out into a dramatic role, of course, Bob Odenkirk. Mm-hmm. But um, it's always fun to see that. I mean, I like, I loved uh, Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems. It's just yeah. like giving someone that you mostly know for being a funny guy some something with real dramatic grit to it yeah even the guys who initially seem like comic relief like um irving and um oh what's his name uh, yeah the other guy the other guy the nerd. I'm, I'm forgetting his name um but he's he seems like he's mostly comic relief he's overreactionary. he's always making kind of like crass jokes yeah and then he has an arc that's very serious he's you know 
Yeah, um, I think that the premise itself sets everything up so that they can under you know they can play with that a little bit. Yeah, because you How, know everybody has a certain amount of life experience to even be severed at all. <laughs> like, I like that. It's not a good thing that you want to do. I don't do. think you yeah. guys have gotten into his arc yet, though. I definitely haven't. But no. whose arc? Um, what's his name? The glasses guy. Okay, glasses. the glasses guy. Okay. The one so, who likes the waffle part. The guy with the glasses.com. So yes, uh, the finger traps. Hold on, the finger traps. Um. um there's, There's Irving, yep. Kelly, Mark. Uh, Bert is Christopher Walken. There's no way to yep. know. If only there was some way to find out. Stop it. <laughs> Whenever I, you say that, you don't want me to go on my phone. <laughs> but I, I think I this need, is a justified yeah, time to um, go on because we are talking about the show. Yeah, it would be nice uh, to know all the characters' names. Um, but no, I, I like this so far. I, I'm, into, I'm into Adam Scott. I like how like directorially they cover like presentationally they cover the two different sides of his life like mm-hmm. they show the transition at a couple points and then he like he acts it with his face like being you know distraught and then becoming completely normal yeah okay so his name elevator. is dylan he's mm. dylan g and he's played by zach cherry oh all right there you go yeah. so uh what you were talking about with adam scott there is a scene right at the end of what you were watching where he is uh he, yeah where he's going like, down yeah he's he, going down the elevator and you get to watch his face change as he forgets what yeah, he just from saw. panic to normal mm-hmm. as the switch flips it's in, it's very later cool. on in the episode that you ended off on there's a bit where he, as his innie he is trying to give a genuine smile and he's fucking up so hard <laughs> oh he yeah can't it's manage really, it at really all. bad yeah it's scary it's it's uh, like an interesting idea and it's a lot of cool stuff like they did a lot of cool stuff with the camera to like show uh, they'll cut between different people's perspectives and they'll just show like what the one side of it sometimes, which is really good because like the camera won't follow uh, someone switching. They'll just switch back to what their inside personality sees. Mm-hmm. So like they'll go up the elevator and then they'll immediately be back in the elevator because yeah. no time has happened while. <laughs> They've been on, you know, uh, off work. Yeah. Um, have you gotten to where it shows you what's happening? Or is that even in episode two, I think? It's it's what's happening to Heli when she's going through the... Yeah, the, yeah. They, they pay that back okay. off. Because that was the first episode thing where she tries to leave, but she's confused because mm-hmm. she can't leave. Mm-hmm. And then they show the other side of that in the next episode where they show just her being her outside personality being confused about why she keeps being outside this door. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoyed just how much they dig into uh like what Helly is doing. Yeah. Uh, in that first episode. And I love that she goes through all the like like what exactly what the viewer is thinking like, oh I'm in this weird place. Yeah. Uh, Let me try and break the rules of this space. Or even before that she's like Am I livestock? No, you're not livestock. Okay. Is this hell? No, this is not yeah. hell. You're alive. Everything's fine. I, I love all their um, their theories about what they're actually doing. And Dylan yeah. is like, I think we're cleaning the ocean. Yeah. What they're actually doing is they're looking at like a bunch of IBM PCs from the year like 1975. And they yeah, just have matrices of numbers. the numbers based on vibes. Based yeah. on how they feel about the numbers. Yeah, there, huh. There's a screen. Uh, there's one thing uh, in one of the later episodes where it shows you what happens when they get a file to 100%. And it's oh, ridiculous. Cool. I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, it's really I'm, silly. I'm looking forward to some of the payoff yeah. for all that stuff. It's this like the whole um, super mysterious mega corporation stuff kind of tripped some like uh, like portal aperture science kind of uh-huh. vibes for me where it's like 
it's a absurdist space. It's kind of a comedy. It's yeah. it's a huge labyrinth where they do uh, menial tasks to accomplish seemingly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's a whole department. Uh, what is it? Uh, they're called optics. Optics and design. Yeah. Yes. Optics and design, and um, their job is basically to do paintings or take paintings and hang them in the hallways and put you know. Plants. They rotate them. They make sure yeah. each department gets to see the art. Yep. Um, and then they also like make tote bags and, yeah. and shit like that. For the handbooks. You carry the handbook around. Yeah. Um, um, but there, there was like a, a thing where they think that uh, like the departments have been made to think that they had like a war with each yeah. other or something like that. And it's yeah, really... great Christopher Walken part. He's yeah. so fucking good in this. Oh, have you um, have Irving and him interacted? They've like touched hands and then they're like, Ooh, yeah, there's a gay old like man this? romance. Yeah. Really sweet. And it, like, it really like cool. not yeah. the sort of thing you expect from two very well-established older actors in a drama that already has plenty of shit going on. I think yeah, it, all I, of the characters get their own. It's a super thing. good inclusion. I think it's cool to, uh, and it's interesting to think about like from the like brain science perspective of like the, do these people on the outside, like even, even like they might not be gay or like they might not have those feelings, the other half of them <laughs> or like. I don't know. It's it's super interesting to think about where it's like this part of my brain that is essentially born anew for work might be more in touch with my feelings than the complicated outside part of my brain is. Mm. <laughs> it's super, yeah. super cool. It is bizarre when you see Irv out, outside. Um, it It's different yeah no i'm i'm super interested in here in you know getting to experience all yeah. of that i'm sorry we can't really break it down but there uh, is one thing that is from later on in the episode that you got to where mark's any is reading his uh his brother-in-law's shit book yep as the any and he's like having revelations yeah. reading yeah. it. Yeah. And, and as an as his Audi, he, his brother-in-law is like an annoyance for him. He doesn't believe any of the shit. He's like, yeah. all this it's like a weird hippie. All this hippie dippy self self help bullshit yeah. cannot be good for you. And you're in you're general, introduced to him by he is having a foodless dinner yeah. with his uppity friends. Very pretentious. Yeah. It's funny. The but, three beds thing was really funny. I fucking loved that. Um, um, <laughs> yeah. I love. Uh, oh God, Rickon was that? No, oh, is it Rickon? Yeah. It's Rickon, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and his sister, Rickon's, his sister's name is Devin. Devin and Rickon. Yeah. Wow. So his his sister Devin is married to this guy Rickon, who is just a total like uh, self help guru kind of guy, writing books and just trying Seems to. Seems to be there. He's pretty well off for what yes, he does. He's, he's got like, a beautiful house. Yeah, and like <laughs> the thing about and they go him to is, like a, he's not, a birthing village. Yeah. He's really not cynical about it. He's not like, oh, these rubes need to hear this from me. He's mm-hmm. like, he is a total true believer in what he says about yeah. this stuff for himself. That's interesting. And um, I think that in general, a lot of this help help stuff is is stupid as hell. You know, the the secret or the game or whatever you're reading is like not going to fix your life. But there, I think that it does show you that there are definitely are people who need to hear it, you <laughs> yeah. know, like it's whether you're whether you're trapped in a dystopian uh, fucking office hell maze or maybe you're just a teenager who doesn't know who's never had anyone tell you those things before. <laughs> I feel like there is a place for that kind of advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, it that book only ended up in Mark's yeah. in his hands because the um, 
the uh, Kobol. management, yeah, Kobol. The handler. Yeah, his handler, basically, yeah, who lives next door to him, but apparently doesn't have the any outy thing. She's she's a boss. Management she's a boss, doesn't so get she, that. Yeah, she, so she knows what's going on <laughs> both inside and outside. So I have she, I have a couple minutes on that, but I'll yeah. let you finish your thought. Um, there, yeah, there's a there's a while where you don't know if she is or not. Um, I kind of clocked it right away, but oh, I'll yeah, talk about like the, the first episode, I was like. Oh, she's really nice outside, and then she starts acting weird. And I was like, "Oh, she, that's that's an act." Um, but uh, yeah, she, so she takes the book off of his doorstep and brings it in, and is like, "We can't let him see this." We need to scan you it know. for coded messages. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, we haven't even talked about Petey. No. Like Petey, he's such an important part of this first few episodes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, can I? All right. Can yeah. I circle back to my yeah, 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 my thing? Um, so I the the boss living right next door to him is. Like a little bit of kind of a, I I think it's maybe I've just seen it so much in these kind of shows where they have like a thing, like there's dramatic irony in someone not knowing something about someone who's close to them mm-hmm. that you see so much. Like I, it's not exactly Hank and Walt from Breaking Bad, but that mm-hmm. kind of dynamic yeah. is something that I've seen so fucking much that I'm not super into here, but. Uh, I did think it was really good when she went to the funeral and drilled his head out, mm-hmm. uh, the other guy. <laughs> Man, what a scene. Yeah. yeah. To have the shot be like from inside the drill hole in someone's yeah. brain, very inventive camera God, work there. That was incredible. It's it, it's cool. It's interesting. But I'm like, seriously, you're going to do that? Like, I, I think I maybe expected more out of this show than to do something like that. It feels yeah. a little bit BTV for me. Mm. Um, uh, Barry kind of does this uh, TV show. I don't even know if that was yeah. a premium network show, but... Uh, the detective that's looking for him is like close and in his life, and it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, I think uh, it's, this is a little different than that. They but... ditch that pretty early on, don't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like the end of season one is when they really pay that off, I mm-hmm. think. But uh, I think something that that was that was clever with her, um, and I think maybe I should have clocked earlier that, um, like in episode one, that sh- that she was, you know, she she knew what was going on both inside and outside. Was uh, Mark gets taken to her office. And she says, my mother was an atheist, and she said this. And then he sees her as Mrs. Selvick outside. Yeah. She says, my mother was a Catholic, and she said this. Mm. And I thought that was, you know, a, a really yeah. uh, clever r- way of telling you that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, um, I'm into it as it relates to, like, unveiling more about the this crazy place. No. But I don't know if I give a shit about the dramatic stakes, really, of that. When but. you are watching one of these puzzle box type shows, do you like to form your own theories or do you just want to be along for the ride? I generally don't like to try and think about it too much because I think you, it can slip into trying to outsmart the show, which oh, I think yeah. is not I definitely a fun way don't to experience want to do that. Media. Mm. I, uh, I guess I would say I'm mostly not interested in trying to know what the what the show like see all the hidden clues or whatever. I always feel like that is a waste of time. But I more... think there's a healthy amount of thinking about yeah. something like this that like the way that I kind of turn it around in my head is like if this were a show that aired every week, how much like theorizing would I want it, would I want to do for fun while waiting mm-hmm. to the next episode? Yeah, yeah. That's about as as far as I'll go, I yeah. think. But I, I theorize while I'm watching and then sometimes while I'm not watching. Like this one, I definitely was theorizing the whole time I was watching it. Um, but I find that fun personally, like puzzle box. Like I like to do a physical puzzle box and I like to do a mental puzzle box. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm more interested in just, uh, seeing what they want to do with it than doing too much, uh, 
conspiracy board stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I enjoyed this. I'm going to finish this. I'm definitely going to watch the second season when it comes out. I think it's well done. I uh, am interested in the mysteries, and I'm kind of ha- of two minds on whether I whether or not I want it to be a like super dramatic payoff or like a comedy payoff for what all of this is about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I c- I'm down. I think it could be fun either way, mm-hmm. but I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, what did you think of it in terms of like having a, a weird, creepy, strange office? I think this is like a lot of this stuff is um, it's maybe in vogue right now. I think I think like the back rooms and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. is like a uh, is a whole thing. You'll be interested but not surprised to know that the showrunner Dan Erickson uh, described that as one of his main influences. Yeah. He said back rooms, (laughs) Truman Show. Yeah. that's, uh, That's a good one. The Incredibles and Terry Gilliam's Brazil oh, were yeah. the were the main. Influences. That's so funny. I, the Incredibles had, had the like aesthetic design is yeah, so yeah. is so yeah, interesting. It's very mid century in there. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I literally had a dream the other night that my apartment was basically the back rooms, except it was like <laughs> if you took the the nasty old carpet from my apartment and put it everywhere, and then just put a bunch of. Walls. Yeah, I think that like uh, that whole idea is a little silly, but I think in execution and the way that they. They frame it and they shoot it in this show specifically. Mm-hmm. I think it's it works pretty well. Yeah, I've I, been in buildings though that are a little bit like, of course not not as exactly. Yeah, it's but they're like, a little bit of that maze. It's like, like yeah, a government space. building bland. It's like brutalist gray, bra- uh, yeah, uh, like neon, not neon lit, uh, fluorescent lit hallways and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, it's definitely a thing like, oh, it's like public school chic, you know, mm. it's like, <laughs> I, like city hall. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Hospital. Um, <laughs> did you play Silent Hill 3, Alex, or just two? Yeah. Um, I, my favorite level in Silent Hill 3 is the the mixed-use office park. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. You're going up the different floors and yes, stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. And it's like, not just like, okay, this is all one building where a corporation is. It's like, it's like, it's like there's a lawyer here and a doctor. Yeah, and Suite 2A is yeah, the dentist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love that shit because a building like that is so boring that you don't think anything bad could possibly happen there. Yeah. And that is what adds to the uncanniness of the, the horror in a place like that. And I think that's something that the the back rooms or whatever is missing a little bit is that it's a little too a little too just one room repeated over and over yeah. again and the only way to make it scary is to have a guy in it i don't want that <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't want that i feel yeah. like i think it's scary just by being in the back room so i don't think anybody needs to add a guy but so many things yeah. do yeah i think this show's good I, I like the idea of the setting i think it's cool to have a like even from just a like an perspective of this employer to have the layout it be intentionally confusing because they only want people to know about their little corner of it Mm -hmm. and i've been in offices where it's like i really need to take like the fourth left otherwise i'll be completely Mm -hmm. lost it's like it's relatable and it kind of squares more than some of the more supernatural takes on this idea yeah one of the buildings at yukon was like that where it was like a weird it was the engineering building. 14 identical hallways, and yeah. it's like you need to go through the sixth was, left <laughs> through like this if you, door. If you didn't go in through one door, you couldn't get to one part of the building. It was really bizarre. Yeah, and it's good. Like, um, I, I think it's it's good set design and aesthetic design to have it be like an identical hallway, and then they open one door, and they're like in the museum part mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in that one of those early episodes they, oh and the, the friggin facade of the house is yeah, in there like the, whole the entire house, house. yeah mm-hmm. yeah 
it's cool. It's it's interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I like this show. I'll I'll stop talking now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I watched the first couple of episodes with Cam uh, back when it was first coming out, and I I was I enjoyed it at the time. I, I had a really good time with it. Uh, and then I stopped for a while. Didn't co- I? For some reason in my head, I had thought that I had watched all that was available. Like that, th- there were four hours of television, and mm-hmm. that was it. Uh, but I, I just didn't go back to it. Uh, I got that part Very of my brain easy severed. To do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said you'd watch the whole thing, and then apparently you you had no. Watched. I yeah. But I don't know why I never bothered to look into it. I remember at, at least on at least one occasion, Google searching for Severance season two to try and see if there were any pr- production updates. Mm-hmm. And, co- and that's when I found out the thing about the showrunners hating each other and the show goes $20 million <laughs> over budget every episode. Yeah. Um, not that Apple can't fuck, fucking afford it. So, yeah, I mean, like, who cares? Like, um, I mean, so Adam Savage and um, Jamie from uh, Mythbusters? Mythbusters famously did not, Heinemann, didn't actually really like each other. I, I so find I that think, to be I very think things funny. can be made. Uh, I mean, we're just finding out that apparently Hall and Oates hated each other for years. And, uh, oh. uh, so, Good music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, look, uh, if we're talking if we're talking about music here, Fleetwood Mac were like in a mm-hmm. fucking, like ready to stab, kill each other with knives at any moment. And they, and they, they it, produced... It shows. And they made rumors. And it was great. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, this show was something that I was truly struck by in a time when I do not find myself grabbed by a lot of openings to streaming shows that try this puzzle box shit. Usually, maybe it's just, like, I am not immune to a good premise. I, I can really get uh, hooked by something, but something about the the fatigue of maybe the prestige show's style, I guess, just kind They're of like washes right now. over me. Yeah. Actually, something that I noticed about this show is is there have been trends in show, like, openings where there's I was like the just melty about stuff. to bring that up. Yeah, so, which I like this This felt one. very Mad Men to me. This yes. It felt very Daredevil to me, well, which was where so I first saw the melty head. The streaming head. show opener is a series of 3D objects being slowly rotated over piano music. This is a, lo- a way, much longer one than I expected from a yes. show like this. And uh, there's a, I was looking up some stuff about it. The, uh, the guy who made it, Basically, only had the first fifty pages of the script when he when he made it. Yeah, so sure. he there are no like hidden lore secrets yeah. or whatever in the fucking opening. It's a very base it's, read. Yeah, of it's, what it's the very show base is read. About. Just symbolism, like yeah. uh, just Adam Scott. Mm-hmm. No other characters show up in this opening. He's driving around in his head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good animation though. I think oh, that's yeah. an, it's an excellent animation. I like, I like the way li- it looks. Little ragdoll. There's like a bazillion of them. Yeah. And... When I think of the uh, Daredevil, is a good example with the candle wax being poured over the models, but. Yeah. Um, what I think of when I think of the, the streaming openings, I think of Westworld mm-hmm. with its like oh, things it. things being 3D printed. There's a horse. I brought up my uh, fucking uh, this this show got me excited in the way that Westworld got me excited, uh, which is like really trying to rotate in my head the way that I think things might work in this setting. Mm-hmm. And Cam would get really mad at me when Westworld was airing because I had a stupid theory that they would not disprove week after week after week. <laughs> uh, which is... Was, still could be this. Still, so, <laughs> to... Uh, you know, Westworld is, is gone now. It's it's like it's like over and done with. Had three seasons, and I actually think it might be delisted. So I'm not sure if you can watch it right now because <laughs> War- Warner, Brother- Warner Brothers is a stupid company. So um, Zaslav in the film in Westworld, something I think we might have even brought up on the show before. Uh, they make a big deal out of how they don't show you when people are in this park with all the robots. And when they're outside of it, they don't ever show you the transition, whether you take a train or a boat or a helicopter or whatever. And so, and at one point, the people managing the park are looking at a big 
room-sized miniature table model of what the park looks like from the outside. Mm. And I said to Cam, because uh, we were watching it at current currently, but not like watching the episodes literally at the same time, and I said, that miniature model is the real park, and the real the way they get you there is they, they shrink, shrink, they shrink you, you down yeah. and they <laughs> put you on top of it. <laughs> and Cam you. said, that is, no, that is not what's happening. <laughs> week after week, and I never went back to the show to watch see, uh, the back half of season two and uh, season three to see if they ever fully deconfirm this. But throughout the entirety of season one, they never, ever show you how people get to the park or deconfirm yeah. that my thing was true. Still could be really still, tiny. Still could be really small. And, like, and I'm like, oh, that's the reason they're not worried about stuff happening on the park, escaping the mainland. That's the reason why they're not worried about the Rosewatts uprising. They're all so small. What are they going to do? <laughs> it's no problem. And Cam's like, shut the fuck up. I don't need to hear this. And I'm going to be thinking about it every time I watch the show. Now I'm so going to watch that just to know. <laughs> now, I, now the mystery is like I, I might have watched it and never came up with that. But now that's what intrigues me about Westworld. So did you is, are have they any small? crackpot theories about I this have, one? I have a couple actually okay. for this okay. one. Although I uh, nothing that was uh, quite so uh, provocative or stupid, oh, okay. stupid as my uh, Westworld theory. Uh, one of the things I was thinking about a lot, they, they talk about how the work is, is great and mysterious. Um, but I, I think of my own work now and I'm like, it's great and mysterious. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at an Excel spreadsheet. It's great. It's mysterious. But what are the things that we hear about Lumen when we're not in the, uh, the Audi world? The only things that we hear about are that they were once at one point a medical company mm-hmm. and that they do severance. I think that they are the only thing that this company sells right now is severance everyone yeah, who's there the idea of yeah, this might and i don't why think lobbying that so the, hard for it i don't think that the guys uh i don't think that mdr sorting these numbers are doing any one thing specifically but it is just a task as a control to see if somebody who is severed yeah it's all can, proof of concept yeah, to can, sell this yeah, technology this is this is an advertisement in yeah. a way you show the mdr people to other investors to say they don't know what they do but they still do it, which means that if you need someone to work on military or government secrets or you're just doing fucked up shit, you send the innies in there and they can do it. Here's our proof. We just had yeah. them sorting numbers based on feeling and they did it and they did it this percent of the time or whatever. And I think that that is – Yeah. That is I, my I think that's a idea. reasonable read. Uh-huh. I'm into that. Um, and we know that there are other departments doing all kinds of different shit like cult, cult shit on the inside. But all, all their work only seems to be affecting the inside of the building because it's a closed yeah. system. It they, doesn't – They really could probably shrink them all down. Yeah. Well, you know, we see – They might all be tiny. The, 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 difference, <laughs> the difference here is that we do see the transition from – in, in well, there's the a little shrink rate. You didn't see it. They had an effect. Oh, right, yeah, right. I mean, in because you're, you're right. already yeah, yeah. in the elevator with them, uh-huh. with, with the camera. Like, you don't know if the elevator is also getting small. They Anytime they don't show you someone entering a structure in a prestige TV show, think they're, about that they're shrink tiny. rate. They could yeah. be really small. They could be very, very small. Um, <laughs> tiny Tony so, Soprano. I really enjoyed uh, the show Severance. I, I think that the standout thing to me, is the performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, every actor they have in this show is incredible. Um, and, you know, this, of course, this is uh, established names like Patricia Arquette uh, and fucking Christopher Walken and John Turturro all doing great, great, yeah. great performances. Some Plus, real gets. Like, yeah, absolutely. I was not expecting Walken to be in this. Uh, yeah. And I was not expecting him to be playing the kind of character he does. Someone mm-hmm. very yeah. soft-spoken and tender and, like, sweet. Yeah. Is, is not... 
the character you expect. And you shouting. expect. I'm thinking of a uh, King of New York yep. uh, <laughs> screaming kind of stuff, which you know was years and years and years ago, but still. Um, and you, I wonder if uh, where that comes from. If that comes from like production side, or if that comes from like a streaming side of like you need to get some big names on this to get people watching, mm. or if it's like, hey, wouldn't it be cool? If for this these characters we already wrote, we got someone who was already an established actor to play kind of an out against type mm-hmm. role. I feel like some of the um, actors on here might have just like been given the script and been like, "Oh, that's cool," you know, because yeah, yeah. sometimes that happens. Is like, yeah, uh, like it's not something they would normally do, but they get a script for it and they're like, "This is really interesting. I want to do this." I would certainly want to be in the show if it landed on my work desk. with Apple TV Plus. <laughs> would that's love my, to work with Apple. Dream, you know. I find a that a project. lot of people uh, have been saying that lately, especially in the video game space. I'm thinking about the uh, the famous Japanese developers who are like, nobody will give me money except for Apple. So yeah. uh, there's a fucking fan- Sonic game that's only on Apple. Yeah, Arcade. make a video game for Xbox. I'm thinking game of uh, Fantasian, uh, that like the fucking one of the original Final Fantasy guys is like, nobody, oh yeah, that's nobody right. wants to give me any money except yeah. for Apple, who will give me more money than Final I've ever Fantasy seen in my six, life. Two only on yeah. Apple Arcade. Yeah. <laughs> But um, what if what if what they're doing on the inside is making an Apple streaming show? I, well, I, <laughs> I did like consider how autobiographical this is in this show. It's like, is this what it's like working for Apple? You make iPhone and they don't let you yeah. let you out. I really want you guys to finish the season. You got the you put the phone in the box. If they make iPhone at the end of this fucking show, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not watching it anymore. Uh, so. Um, That's having to play a display. We every have... <laughs> single character basically has to play two characters. Every yeah. single actor yeah. basically has to play two characters. It's really it's impressive. The most pronounced, of course, with uh, with a Mark Scout as or Adam Scott as wow. Mark Scout. Um, Scout is such a funny last name. Yes, it is. It's cute. Crazy. But oh, one thing they do with the characters to kind of dehumanize them and make them um, not know who they actually are on the outside while they're on the inside is only use an initial for their last name. Yeah, they've all got initials. Yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, they've got all got initials. Like yeah, yeah. Of course, Mark you got initials. It came with your fucking name. Yeah, and, uh, and then they'll they'll say that like. Can you go get me Mark S or something like that? And yeah. not yeah, no, they're really name. not two Mark S's. Like yeah. I feel like it could be a nightmare. It's for... very personal, yeah. and like also almost uh, every department lo- is just its initials as well. Yeah, just logistically, I don't know how you keep mm-hmm. all that straight. There's a the the department that our uh, main characters work at is MDR, and then there's optics and design, which is always O and D, and like there are presumably other departments, but we don't see them. Yeah, and Jay I, no. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very important department. Yeah. The work they S&D. do. S and F and O. I really like to uh, I like I enjoy trying to puzzle out like what I think might be going on in the larger picture, but I care so much about the individual happenings of these characters. Like, you know, somebody who uh, something that I posted about in the Discord is that I was not ever like let's get back to the fireworks factory when we were outside of lumen i was excited to it's see it's almost mm-hmm. more interesting i don't yeah. know yeah <laughs> it's uh, well, weird when we were especially with lumen. pd there because pd so pd is a character who shows up and he, so he was working with mark at lumen yeah suddenly Prior to disappears the first episode yeah suddenly disappears mark becomes the director of his department of four people. promotion yeah mm-hmm. um and uh pd shows up inside of his like well in his outside life 
Um, and so he has no idea who this guy is, who was his best friend on the inside. It, it's like, he's who the fuck are you? But Petey knows who he is because he's somehow gotten his, um, his severance undone, except it makes him really he's sick. Like it's lapsed. fucked up. Yeah. He's really fucked up. Um, so, uh, he's trying to be like, Mark, you need to like, find out what's going on in there. You need to like unsever yourself. You know, you gotta bring this whole thing down, man. Yeah. Um, and then he shortly later like dies like he he fucking like has a nosebleed and dies yeah that reminds like, me of another little theory thing i came up with. back into work brain yeah mm. so uh there's a minor subplot in the the middle episodes about retrieving uh the the severance chip from inside yeah, they need to study brain. it to figure yeah. out why it failed and when they talk about like oh who hacked it who reintegrated the chip, they find out that somebody you know from inside the company did it it's the calls coming from inside the company. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my thoughts on that was that I think that the uh, severance chip may have a basical, basically natural failure time. After, after a certain amount of time, reintegration becomes oh, it's like, forced. It's like the iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> you buy wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Everything is iPhone. Planned obsolescence yeah. with a chip in your brain? Sorry. Um, well, so I, you haven't gotten to the... Okay, never mind. No. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to mention real quick while we're talking about PD. Uh, the first... When he's first introdu- introduced is super cool, I think. Because mm. uh, Adam Scott's character like wakes up in the middle of the night. like He catches a bad vibe or can't fall asleep or whatever. But he notices him outside, like standing out in the cold at like 1 a.m. with his fucking business suit on. Mm-hmm. And I, at least at, there's a businessman in your. Yard. Yeah. At least at first, I thought it was just a like a hallucination because I mean, they show you later that Petey has these because his brain is fucked up. Mm-hmm. But you uh, like my first thought was, oh, something's going wrong in his head. He's seeing somebody from work or something in his brain. Uh, but then, like, to pay it off later in the episode that it, he was really there mm-hmm. <laughs> is super cool, yeah. I think. I thought it was um, a fun thing to imagine and really kind of creepy where he was saying that, um, what it was, it the the road, bro, what is the name? Um, anyway, so the, no, the, the chronology of his um, work life and his outside of work life are completely different. Yeah, because uh, you were born when you get hired, basically, yeah. in that brain. Yeah, so his like childhood is mixed up with like he's like fifty yeah. years you, old. Yeah, or something you only like that. have like if you work there two years, that version of you has is two years old, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I just had a really, really good time with this. Um I think that they do an excellent job with uh Heli's emotional arc as well. Um yeah. first of all, I like that Helen Helena uh, gets shortened to heli with something i've never heard before but i'm sure is not mm. totally original but like uh this is a cute nickname it sounds like mm. scandinavian like they'd call someone heli in like yeah nordic countries oh yeah, yeah i'm know. sure it's very common someplace i've never been yeah um i just uh, i just had a really good time getting into this i haven't really been sucked into a show like this probably since i watched it the first time yeah <laughs> <laughs> well the Which person of you the... that watched it yeah, it was, exactly. it was yeah, a different was guy the, yeah that was the other side of your brain yeah. Uh, so would you guys uh, go through severance if you had the chance? Yes. Uh, I, no. I joke about how no. I do this in real life. And you do I do disassociate. Do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like you probably couldn't tell me anything I, at work. Like you I, probably couldn't tell me your boss's name. I would do this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I would not. 
do that. I, I think it would be really good. I think about very important things at the while I am at work that I would not want to forget about when I get home. I think like, it's good. I think it would be nice to have like mental superiority over a real literal of part yourself. of myself yeah yeah but i think then you couldn't listen to like you wouldn't remember your podcast that's right i would need a work <laughs> more for me out here mm. okay. um but right. i do really i you this came to mind but mm-hmm. that um helena is trying to uh trying to quit this job and like that's the like whole thrust of her arc is mm-hmm. trying every way to communicate to her outside self to say i do not want to do this this is bad um but she like uh films a video for her other self to say i don't want to do this anymore and i really love the response she gets it's it's like super savage and good you are not a person yeah Yeah. i am a person you are not very good i'm totally into that and that's Mm -hmm. what i would do if this were if i had (laughs) another yeah absolutely evil awful person i would it's it's not me Oh my Jeez. god! So Seb, <laughs> I need I'm, I'm, Seb. I'm guessing you're coming down on the I would not do this side. I would not do this. Mm. I would like to have both sides of my brain. But you only use me. like 10 percent of your brain anyway. Only yep. consciously. I yeah, use the other part's garbage. No, the ni- the other 90 percent does background tasks. If I could do, if I could if split I delete- myself into 19, nine, uh, wait, <laughs> nine different people, <laughs> each 10 percent, that would be even better. So you're saying mm. you would delete your um your system 32 folder i think i would have a work me i think i'd have a driving to work me mm-hmm. i think i would have a doing my taxes me a going to the grocery store me and all right hold on a going to the grocery store me i could find i could feel like i could get <laughs> yeah i could do that like that's that's the worst place for, like i hate the. Grocery it's not store. some place that i hate but if i had a, a me that only had operational knowledge of the grocery store i feel like i'd do a great job yeah it'd yeah. be a great job mm-hmm all right. <laughs> this has been our severance episode. Mm. Uh, next week, we're going to be listening watching. to some Steely Dan. What's up? Oh, thank you for watching oh. and enjoying. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, thank watching. you for, for bringing it forward. I, I, oh. I think it was Oh, a, watching the show. Yeah, I yes. think you meant, I thought you were wrapping up our show by no, no, saying no, no. thank yeah. you for watching. And I yeah. Seb's <laughs> happy that we paid attention to the thing they suggested. Yeah. Are you guys going to continue? I really want you guys yeah, to I'm gonna finish it. Yeah, I'll finish it. I'm, sure. I'm going to finish it tomorrow before Emily comes home from work. Awesome. Um, yeah, she caught you watching this. Well, no, I just have time <laughs> oh, just kidding uh, the version of me when emily is home is yeah. different from the version when i'm not you home have the wife brain uh-huh. and Sever the yourself from the wife when oh, yeah when emily's home i don't play jrpgs wow mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i have a very i would have a jrpg brain I'm very <laughs> yeah that is about all about sorting numbers based on vibes that's kind of they're just playing dragon quest yeah now. that would be funny i think um, if they were just playing a video game alex wants to have disassociative identity i think it would be sick actually. <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see you next week with steely dan have a good night everyone wow. bye steal some dan have a good night